from the galaxy to your ears, this is the Nerd Holocron with your host Steven. And Adrian. And today we have a special guest, Leon Baker from... The El Paso Ghost Tours. Yeah, I didn't forget it. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Leon? Uh, we're here in the Gateway Hotel. Uh, in the basement, one of the creepiest places in town that yeah, you can think of being. Super creepy. Here. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> it's old. Yes. So this is a good place to to do an interview. Absolutely. And if you listen very closely when you're listening to your to this podcast, if you listen very closely, you may hear some whispers uh, called EVPs, uh, electronic voice phenomenon uh, of the dead that are here. Maybe they want to say something to us also. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hopefully there is. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they know how to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So how long have you been doing this for, like, doing the tours and looking for ghosts and stuff? So in 2010, I went on a tour with El Paso Ghost Tours. I just stumbled up on it. Mm. Uh, my daughter was visiting from out of town. She wanted something to do that was kind of at night. And I saw an ad for El Paso Ghost Tours. So I went on a tour. And at the time, I did not believe in certain things like shadow people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the DeSoto Hotel, and I didn't think we were actually going to go inside buildings. And um, we did, and I was just blown away because, uh, well, first of all, we went to the Gardner Hotel, and they were, working, they were using a very rudimentary type of spirit box. And it was what they called the shack hack. Mm-hmm. There's a Radio Shack radio. If you break one of the pins off, then it, you put it on scan. It doesn't stop scanning. Oh, okay. They just keep scanning kind of fast. You know, the set. You can't set it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it goes at the speed the radio is designed to, do, to go. And they're asking questions of, of the um, uh, one of the main spirits that are in the DeSoto Hotel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had been working with him for a while and talking to him. They knew his name. And his name was Bill or William. And um, they asked him, what do you like to drink? And he said, whiskey. And that came out very clearly. The context was right. It wasn't just radio chatter. It was there. And I'm like, how are they doing this? Like, how are they faking this? This can't Mm -hmm. be real. You see it on TV. Mm -hmm. Half the time on TV, it's fake, you know, for ratings and stuff like that. But in this case, I was there live. And I said, all right, there's something to this. So that was the first thing. And I was like, all right, there's something going on. So then we went to the DeSoto Hotel. And we were standing in the hallway on the first floor and we were preparing to go into the basement, Mm -hmm. uh, which at the time you had to go down the hall into this lobby type area and then walk down these stairs. And we went into the hall and they're giving us like this little safety briefing. And the only source of light was like our flashlights. And that was it. Everything else was off. You know, pretty much the electricity was off in that area. And I see a shadow. And the shadow came out of what turned out to be the restroom. Mm-hmm. Shadow came out and stood there. He's about seven feet tall, kind of kind of thin. And he leaned out halfway. You know, you could see three quarters of his body, if you want to call it that, leaning out and just staring at us for three seconds at least. Now I'm standing there with my camera at the ready, and I'm in so much shock of what I'm seeing, I didn't even take a picture. Oof. And then it ducked back in that room, and not everybody saw it. Uh, there was probably about five or six of us up, up in the front that actually saw this thing. Mind you, like I said, I did not believe in those things. Mm-hmm. I thought people that talked about shadow people, shadow creatures, I thought they were all nuts. Mm-hmm. But then there's one staring at us from about 10 feet away. And it goes back in and somebody in the back, hey, you got a restroom in here? And like, yeah, it's right over there. <laughs> <laughs> so as they're walking by, I said, careful, it's haunted. And we just sat there and watched. And we wanted to see what was going to happen. We were thinking that that shadow is in that bathroom. This guy's going to go into that bathroom. He's going to see that shadow and he's going to expedite his movement. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to come running out. And we're just like, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. And nothing happened. So we went in there and we looked. And yes, one of the corners, you could feel it. You could feel the, the energy in there like a fear. And it, one of the corners of that room was very dark. And, you know, at that point, that's kind of how I learned that those things can actually change their shape and hide Mm -hmm. in plain sight. And so we knew it was in there. You know, that guy had no clue. But uh, that was the very first time I saw a shadow. And that's what, you know, it really made me want to do this. So I started going on all the tours I could. At the time, we were doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know, like one Saturday a month at the Amador in uh, Las Cruces, Mm -hmm. which is also a pretty good haunted place. 
And uh, so I started doing it every week and I started building my own, own equipment, my own tech stuff, you know, uh, full spectrum can, uh, cameras. You know, you, that's pretty easy. You just take the hot plate or the, the, the hot filter off the front of the camera, you know, the front of the lens. And then all of a sudden you got a full spectrum camera that can see near spectrum infrared and ultraviolet. It makes all the pictures look wonky. Mm-hmm. But when you're using like a full spectrum light, or even when you're just using an IR light, you can actually uh, you can actually capture stuff on that full spectrum camera. And my teammates or the people that were um, uh, running the tour, they noticed what I was doing. So then they orchestrated a tryout. And so this is like in 2011 by this point. Okay. And uh, so I did the tryouts with 10 other people. None of us freaked out. We caught some good evidence. We caught like a disembodied scream inside there we saw somebody we captured it on film somebody peek out of a doorway at the end of this hallway that everybody had that team a had just left and team b at this point was inside the uh, tactical operations center with the with the with the monitors and stuff like that mm-hmm. we said hey is there anybody in that room that you guys left where are you guys at and we're like oh we're at the south end of the building and that was at the north end where we saw that and we said is there anybody still in there and no we're all here so and what you guys are hearing right there is is water going through the pipes <laughs> <laughs> in the basement. Yeah. We're in the basement. Um, so we got some good experience, and that's when I joined the team. Okay. So uh, in about 2016, 15 or 16, I don't remember now. Um, it's right after Ghost Adventures filmed here in town at the mm-hmm. DeSoto. So it was right after that. Um, I actually became owner of the El Paso Ghost Tours. Okay. Kind of changed it up so we were only going to one place instead of um, instead of like several. Mm-hmm. You know, we just went to one place. We stayed a long time in that one place, and uh, we added some. You know, I added some history, like a history walk. You know, creepy stories you know, that are actually true. Right. And um, so that's how I became involved with all this stuff. You know, I saw stuff I didn't believe in. I was trying to figure out how these guys faked it, and it turns out it wasn't fake at all. You know, it was a it was a trip for me. Yeah. Wow. I was a big fan of Ghost Hunters at the time. Not really. I think Ghost Adventures was pretty new, and it was still cheesy back then. But uh, Ghost Hunters was the most legit one. I kind of wanted to be like those guys. How can I get involved in that? You know, type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this thing just—I just fell into it. Okay. Yeah. Well, also, I was going to ask you, like, that's how I grew up. Like, when I was a little kid, I remember seeing like—I don't remember the name of the show, but it talked about different ghost stories throughout America. And I think one of the most popular one, one that stuck in my head is like these people were in this attic, and this guy got stuck on a string. I don't know if you've seen that. I he, think I did see that one. Yeah, and uh, that was like I always thought that was interesting. But another one, like when Ghost Hunters came around, exactly, I was like, most of America was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then like all these other ghost hunting shows came along, and I felt like the more came along, the cheesier they got. It was turn out do each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a little ridiculous, but. To me, there's one called BuzzFeed Supernatural. I don't know if you've seen those guys. I think those guys are pretty amazing. Like, for you, being in the business now, like, who do you think is the most legit and who's hurting this the most? So there's these guys. They have a they have a, a YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And these guys, it's called uh, uh, Paranormal Files. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've been doing it a long time. Um, they don't try to capture evidence. They basically is sort of more of a reaction type of thing mm-hmm. of how they react to the evidence. Uh, I spent a lot of time with these guys when they were here in town, and I can tell you they're legit. Uh, when we filmed in DeSoto, uh, I didn't tell them like near the end of the video. It's a long video, but near the end is when the things, the bad things, start happening to them. I did not tell them about these things that would that could happen to them but they happened to us me and my team some of our guests mm-hmm. the exact things the exact same thing i didn't have time to tell them about that all the details there's too many details yeah mm-hmm. and i didn't have time to tell them all that stuff yet when you watch the bit the the near the end you start seeing how they're getting affected by all this stuff and it's legit it's 100 percent legit um they did capture a couple of things you know like their um equipment you know reacting uh one of the more imp- interesting things that happened was they were using sort of a, a, a device. I don't even know what it's called. It's, it's a newer one out on the market. It's one of the niche niche uh, uh, devices that people use, like an ovulus. Spits out words. Spits out several words at a time sometimes. 
when you get several words and they all match up and they may and they have a good structure to them you got to pay attention to that mm -hmm. it's this is like a random word generator so those it's astronomical odds that a whole sentence will come out correctly mm -hmm. i mean it's like getting struck by a by lightning while you're being eaten by a shark in kansas yeah it just it doesn't happen okay. and so it said february blaze and i didn't catch it you know when this video came out it was right before DeSoto caught on fire. And I think we filmed it in January, uh, late January, and uh, like a few days after they left, this place caught on fire. And it, the ghosts had warned us. They, they told us February blaze. And sure enough, February, that's when it burned out. And it's something we didn't capture. Sorry, guys, that was my phone. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> Let me check my messages while I'm doing this, right? Uh, <laughs> no, bad. it's, um, uh, so they warned us. And we had built up a really, really good rapport with the spirits that were there. And them warning us. And we had some people come in that were uh, sensitive. Mm -hmm. And it was another team. And they kind of teamed up with us during this time, during this whole video. They left early. We left. It was them all by themselves. Um, but they're, I don't, I, I don't want to call her a psychic. But uh, their sensitive person mm -hmm. uh, said that there was somebody there that was very desperate to get a message across, and she wasn't having it. She, yeah. you know, she's been taken advantage of in that way before. She didn't want to have any part of it. So maybe that spirit was trying to give her a warning. Mm -hmm. It's possible, you know. So, but I think those guys are very legit. Uh, the old ghost hunters, I think they're legit. I don't. You know, it sounds crazy. I don't really watch too many of these shows. Mm -hmm. I just don't, you know, because I live it. You know, and I'm sure anybody that has a haunted house, they don't want to watch the shows either, you know, just because it's to them, it's too much fake stuff. I watched it. I watched some of these shows to learn techniques, mm -hmm. uh, to learn different types of equipment that's out there, because there's a lot of it. Some of it doesn't work, mm -hmm. you know, and you don't want to spend your money because uh, the stuff's expensive on something yeah, that doesn't work, you know. Yeah, and I bought I'll, my daughter a spirit box. It was a piece of shit. So which, which, which one did you get her? I can only remember. It was on Amazon. Because, like, where she used to live, mm -hmm. um, she'd always tell me, like, weird stuff would happen. And my son would tell me the same thing. And then when I went to go visit them, like, when I was with them, like, nothing really weird happened. But, the, like, the last day we were there, before we left the house, I know for sure we left the remote on the sofa. And nobody was in the house after we left. And then we came back. We couldn't find the remote. Like... I want to watch TV. Like, what the, where's this? <laughs> find, find it in the fridge. <laughs> it was it was actually in my daughter's room in one of her books. In her book? In a book. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that wasn't placed there by a person, no. most likely. So, yeah. But that's, that's, you know, that's crazy. I'll, I'll tell you a silly story. Is uh, we had had a, an investigation that was kind of hairy. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we were all expecting bad things to happen. And I was actually, I was looking for my keys and I had a brown couch, you know, those big wraparound couches in my living room. And I was looking for my keys. I, I just knew I'd put them either on the counter or on the couch and I couldn't find them. And I picked up my cat. I looked underneath him, a white cat, picked him up. It's not underneath there. I'm like, I can't find my keys. I'm looking in my garage. I'm looking in my refrigerator, everywhere. And then I'm standing near the couch and, and behind me, I hear the keys land on the floor right behind me and I spun around and looked and I said oh my god there they are and I picked them up and they're warm and I was like all right this usually when something like that happens the item is cold mm -hmm. and I picked it up and they're warm and I realized my brown cat was sitting on the couch and had been sitting on the keys and I didn't even see the couch <laughs> <laughs> so, false alarm yeah. oh, it freaked me out though yeah. I was going for a little bit I was like how am I gonna drive oh. um yeah, but uh, when it comes to spirit boxes, we use the SB7. SB7. And that one, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, the older ones work better, but they're noisy. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we plug it into uh, what we call the portal. Um, it was designed by Steve Huff of Huff Paranormal. Mm -hmm. And designed like 10 years ago. I've been using this thing for probably seven or eight years. And it's beat up. But it uses um, guitar pedals. So you got a noise gate that blocks out all the static, only allows the vocal tones through, and it's got a reverb, feeds into the reverb, and you can adjust that to stretch the words out. 
And now you can understand what they're saying instead of just, you know, that noise. Now you can understand what they're saying. So it works great for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's better ones. Uh, you can't buy them. You got to build them, and they they're pretty expensive sometimes. They'll cost you around a thousand dollars to build them. But there's some that are digital, and they are just great. Mm -hmm. But you have to build it. You got to program it, all that stuff. Steve Huff uses those. But if you watch his videos, it seems like they're constantly talking to him. But it'll take him hours to draw something out. Yeah. You know, the the spirits aren't willing to just sit there and chatter, chatter, chatter. You know, the it takes a while. The one we use. Um, during one of my tours, just or, or an investigation, say we do a, an hour of, or just 30 minutes of um, communication, you know, asking them questions and them answering us, we can actually get quite a bit done. And we can learn a lot about what, who they are, their situation, and all that stuff. Sounds weird, sounds crazy, but it works. You know, so I really like it. You know, I actually had a full convert, a short conversation with a spirit at uh, a place called the El Paso Playhouse. Uh, they had us come in and investigate because during the nighttime hours, usually, uh, they have a set room where they build the sets in this older building. It used to be a church back mm -hmm. in the 1970s, I think, and maybe 1950s. I can't remember off the top of my head, I, uh, but they had this room this where they build the sets, and they'd be... One person would be in there doing paperwork by herself, and it just sounds like somebody's having a temper tantrum throwing things in that room. They go in that room. Of course, they're terrified to go in the room, but they said that one time they did to find out if somebody broke in there, and everything was exactly the way it was. Nothing had been moved. You would expect a big mess to be in there. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Wow. And um, I did have a conversation with somebody who ended up being, I guess, a former employee there. I don't know. We never found out who it was. But I said, well, um, break a leg, I guess, because that's, you know, uh, what they say in the, in the theater business. Mm -hmm. And he said, foot. And I said, what, break a foot? He's like, yeah. And I said, um, is it because this place is so small? And he said, it's tiny. And I was like, oh, my God, I got that whole thing. You know, that whole, it was a, it was a lengthy conversation with whoever that was. I don't remember everything that was there. But um, it's been a few years. Definitely an active place, you huh. know, very cool place, you know, but active sometimes. It wasn't as active as it could have been mm -hmm. that day we, or that night we investigated. We were there for hours, and uh, even the employees were, like, sleeping on the couch, you know, by the time we were done, you know, but we were getting some things. Mm -hmm. And even on camera, you could just see a constant movement from left to right across the stage in the cameras. You couldn't make out if it was a person or what. It was like waves of something. Mm. And... What it was, was the stairs were on the left, mm -hmm. and the exit of the stage was on the right. So it was like repetitive movement. So it's what we call residual. Mm -hmm. Nothing to get excited about, but it is cool to see. It just happens it's just over and over again. Right? Yeah, yeah, over and over. When the conditions are right, you can actually see more. The conditions aren't right, you don't see as much. It's, it's almost invisible, mm -hmm. you know. Usually is invisible, but then conditions get right, then you can actually see it. So... Um, do you find that they ever try to ask you or anything, or is it more like they just can only say like something or like try to? It's they're very cryptic. cryptic. So um, you almost have to decode what they're saying. Sometimes mm -hmm. you also have to consider the context of what they're saying uh, as to the question you're asking. We, I, I don't recall them ever asking us a question. And I tell them, ask us anything you want. One of the things I continually ask is, do you want to know what year it is? And they always say, well, we had one time. They said yes. And we told them. And they, you hear pause for a while. And they said, that's a long time. And they actually said that that's a long time. So they had been down there for a long time. They lose track of time. Mm -hmm. uh, so they'll kind of blink on for a little while and then blink off. The next thing they know, they're a year later, you know, and they don't, they feel like it's been a second or two seconds. It's been pretty quick. At least that's what we've gathered. You know, I don't know if that's absolute truth, but it's what we uh, theorize just based on kind of how they act. But here they don't want to know. They don't want to know. Um, and, you know, so we don't tell them. If they don't want to, you know, we don't, we don't want to make it hurt. For them. Yeah, mm -hmm. but we also we all always ask them, "What do you want?" 
Do you want anything? You want water? You want whiskey? You want cigarettes? Oh, man. Yeah, I just uh, remembered. We asked them what they want, and it said camels. Mm, okay. Cigarettes. And I totally forgot about that. So I have to bring up some cigarettes. Uh, I mean, it was weird because, you know, they specifically said a brand, mm. you know. So, and that's kind of a common thing. And inside the room we're in right now, we do smell cigarette smoke sometimes. Okay. The, the roof is, is like concrete. Yeah. You know, there's no leaks. Uh, when it rains, water would come in if there are leaks. So where is that cigarette smoke coming from? Yeah. They don't allow smoking in here. They don't allow smoking inside the building at all. And where's that cigarette smoke coming from? And so we got to consider that that's something that they actually want. Mm -hmm. Camel cigarettes. Wow. So I forgot about that. I'm going to have to do something about that. <laughs> be the first time I bought cigarettes. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. What else you got, Stephen? Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm nervous. Feels so crazy in here. Uh... It's a little nerve-wracking being down here. Yeah. All right, guys, guys at home, whoever's listening to this, I will tell you, we are in one of the rooms where we do, that has the most activity that we know of right now. And uh, we keep every once in a while seeing a shadow, peek around the doorway, we feel yeah, things. Yeah, I keep feeling like I see something there, and then it's like, I don't know if it's that stuff there or something. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and that's where we see Ooh. things is through that doorway and through the window next to it. Um, it, it's an active building. I mean, my hair is starting to stand up on my arms. You know, I got goosebumps just like on one side. So there's something here with us. No, that happened to me right now. I felt like it was real, uh, I don't know. I felt like someone was just hovering above my arm right here. Exactly. Like it's, a static. Yeah. Yes. It, that's true. Where you're standing, we get people say that there's static there. Like there's a static charge in that spot. Mm -hmm. You know, so very interesting you say that. Yeah. I was like, I'm just not gonna say anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every once in a while, I do see something small just kind of fly mm -hmm. across the room. And it's common in a in a haunted location to see something, some sort of anomaly that you just can't can't figure out. And you're like, oh, my eyes are playing tricks on me. Not really, you know. It's no, not in this place. Uh, do you feel like anything's ever followed you, like out of here, or like brought anything home with you, or? Yeah, actually, not here. Uh, there's a place downtown. It's on Mills Street. Um, it's called Max and Max is a, is a restaurant, okay. like a Louisiana Cajun food restaurant. Mm. It used to be Leo's. And so we were doing our tour down there and next door, which is now the Reagan. And back then it was, it was, uh, the restaurant was active we do in the basement down there. We have to go through the kitchen, probably not quite legal, but, um, uh, and then we go next door to what is now the Reagan and it was empty okay. and we would go in the basement of that. So for about. A month after that, I was seeing the little shadow movement, mm. not like a full body. Uh, actually, one time, yes. Uh, I'm actually sitting in my living room, uh, eating my breakfast. It was like 11.30 in the morning, and uh, I worked uh, night shift at the time, so that was when I woke up. Mm. Okay. So, <laughs> not lazy. Uh, and something catches my eye at the top of the stairs, and I look up, and I see a shadow, like a person, but just a shadow, walk into one of the bedrooms up there. I'm alone, there's nobody in the house. I know that. I'm like, all right, that's weird. And I walk up there and I walk into that bedroom and I'm just like, I don't wanna be in this bedroom. It's kind of spooky right now. It's got kind of a weird vibe. And then, I don't know, a couple of weeks go by, I'm sitting on the couch, uh, my phone's on the charger or something. I can't remember where it was, I didn't have it on me. And sitting on the couch, my cat jumps off the couch. My dog's laying on the floor, just kind of, you know, her eyes are open, just kind of looking around. But my cat jumps off the couch, starts walking to the bottom of the stairs. And as she gets to the bottom of the stairs, she starts getting all puffy. And then she starts walking backwards. It's the only time I've ever seen her do that. Oh. Started walking backwards, staring at whatever it was. And I'm like, oh, I need my phone. I need to take a picture. Ah, oh, crap, it's in the bedroom. Um, so, I mean, I ran and got it and took a picture. And there's nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, but I found out who it was. And it was one of the spirits that we would talk to a lot. His name was Dave. Um, they all seemed to call themselves Dave. Really? But uh, he said his name was Dave. And, and so I knew he was attached to me, not the house. Mm -hmm. So we went back to um, the, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was Leo's. So we went back to Leo's and um, we were down there. And I started, I said, Dave, are you here? And he says, yes. And I said, did you come to my house? 
And he goes, yeah. <laughs> and I said, dude, that's not cool. You're going to get me in trouble with my wife. She's going to make me stop doing this. Follow me home. You're not allowed to do that. Don't do that. That's rude. So after that, it hasn't happened again. Mm. Uh, now for during the tours, every single time we are down in a haunted place, uh, we do close it out. And we tell them that they are not allowed to follow us. Okay. Uh, if we run into anything negative, you know, growls, somebody gets scratched, you know, some of that bad stuff happens, then we close it out a different way. You know, we close it out both ways. We do one for the human things, one for the not human things, for the negative entities. And so far it's worked. Okay. Uh, we have had people that wanted something to follow them home and it did. No. So, yeah, and then they call us up. Hey, this happened. Well, come back to the tour. We'll lock it down. We told you not to want it to come because it will. Mm -hmm. It's not fair stealing our, our, our ghosts, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. What else you got, sir? Uh, uh, can you tell us about, like, one of your craziest experiences you had? I've or? had a lot, dude. Um, like, what's one that stands out to you? That... All right, so there's a couple, and these are both in the DeSoto. Okay. Um, uh, things continue happening here. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't had anything top that place yet uh but we expect it to once oh. once we build up a good rapport with the spirits things are going to start happening that just are nuts i mean we've all seen me and my team we've seen crazy things mm -hmm. and but in the desoto one time i'm watching we're in the back room and if you guys have ever been in the desoto and you've been on my tour you know what i'm talking about it's the back room there's one way in or out and uh so we're watching that doorway and the doorway if you watch it I have what they call a trap light in another room. So it illuminates the backside of that doorway. So anything moves between you and the backside of that doorway, uh, you're gonna see it, like shadows and stuff like that. So I'm sitting there watching it. It's like a, almost like a kaleidoscope of smoke, just kind of like a, a, a black mist kind of moving around. Mm -hmm. No real shape to it, but you can see it moving, almost like waves of, of darkness kind of moving around. So we, we're watching it. Um, at one point, we, we see what appears to be somebody peek around the corner on the left-hand side of the door, but up high. Mm -hmm. I think we saw some glowing eyes, if I remember right. And so I'm talking to one of the guests. I said, are you seeing this? And they're like, yes. All the movement stops. So we're like, well, it stopped. You know, what's going on? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, maybe a couple of minutes go by. And I'm st continually watching to see if anything else happens. Because usually it co it's constant. Just then something moved from the center of the doorway to the right it just like stepped out of the doorway back down the hall and it had been there the whole time and we couldn't see it and it could see us yeah we couldn't see it that's crazy kind of like that mel gibson movie where the alien is oh yeah all of a sudden it moves and it had been there the whole time it's exact i was like oh my god <laughs> um another time um we're in uh the reagan you know what's now the reagan we're in the basement and the floors are wood. Mm -hmm. And so we're, I'm standing there and somebody walks up next to me. And I'm just watching them out of the corner of my eye. I'm not trying to turn my head or, or my eyes. I'm watching them out of the corner of my eye. Somebody's standing next to me. But I did not feel the boards, the weight of the person next to me. So I was like, all right, what is this? And I slowly turn and there was nothing there. Mm -hmm. And that scared me. And I, I said something to one of my investigators, Art. Mm -hmm. I said, Art. He's like, what? I said, you just scared the crap out of me because I thought it was him. And he's right. like, what do you mean? I said, I thought it was you standing next to me. Ew. I don't know what it was. <laughs> uh, so that startled me. You know, the lack of something startled me. Right. Um, but it was clearly something walked up next to me. Yeah. Um, another one was when we got chased out of the DeSoto. It's happened a couple of times. Oh, shit. Okay. By something. Mm -hmm. uh, the one that scared me the most was the one I couldn't see. The rest of my team could see it. I couldn't see it. They said it looked exactly like me. I mean, he was wearing the ball cap, black shirt, everything. It looked exactly like me. They, they said, where are you? And I said, I'm back here. Um, and normally I stay in a spot for a while. I don't, I don't want to walk around and spook people. You know, so I'm in the back of the room letting everybody enjoy what's going on because a lot was going on that night. Mm -hmm. You know, we we're seeing shadows and, and things moving through the group. And they said, where are you? And I said, I'm at the back of the room. And I'm over here. And they're like, no, you're up here. I said, obviously, I'm not. Uh, you can hear me. I'm back here. Mm. And I kind of blinked my flashlight or something to show where I was at. 
And they said, we just saw you walking through the groups, like several times walking through the group up, up here. It's you. Like, it looks just like you. And I was like, well, that's not good. Yeah. So uh, the tour ends, and myself and another uh, tour guide, we walk back to the back room to make sure nobody's going to get locked in there. They're not trying to hide in there and, you know, whatever, get scared for fun or anything like that. Okay. Not safe. Um, and so we go back there. Nobody's back there. We walk back to the front. I'm closing up my cases and, you know, my equipment and stuff. And we hear somebody walking very quickly from that back room. We know there's nobody back there. And we hear somebody walking very quickly towards us, like aggressively. And I said, we got to go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know, and I grabbed my case and we took off. We went up the stairs. And I get onto the landing of the stairs, like a two-part stairway. You know, it kind of goes one way and then it turns and goes another way. Mm -hmm. I'm on the landing. She's up halfway. And she turns to say something to me, and we're, we're running at this point. And, and she sit, stops and says something, and I hear somebody stomp on the bottom step like three steps below me. And I spun around, and the lights are still on. I can't see anything, it, just air. There's, I can't see it, but I know it's there. I can feel it, and it's negative. It's bad. And I said, no, you cannot come with us. You cannot come with You have to stay here. Stay here. And I said, go, go, go. And we ran. And we ran upstairs. We slammed that door. And we ran out the front door. And we locked it. And I told the team what just happened. And uh, neither, of, neither of us saw it. But we could definitely hear it and feel it. And so we got outside. And one of my other investigators, she's standing there at the doorway that's got a window. And her eyes just get really big. And she kind of steps back. And I said, what did you just see? And she goes, I just saw you come up to the window look at all of us, turn around and run back down the hallway. And at that point, we got the sage out. We're saging each other. And yeah. it scared us pretty bad. It gave me nightmares that night. I don't, that never happens, you know. So whatever that was, was bad, you know. I've had times when, you know, we come back from a uh, kind of a bad investigation that, you know, these people are having trouble with things in their house. Something is in there that's negative. And, uh, we go in there and, and we, yeah, there's something bad here. We're, you know, so we cleanse the house, whatever. We cleanse each other outside and we try to, you know, try to make sure we're, um, we're going home clean. Mm -hmm. And I've been laying in bed just about to fall asleep. And one time something just hissed in my face, just like that. I jump and, you know, just kind of shaking it off like, like, okay, that just happened. And I'm kind of processing it for a, a second, trying to figure out, did I dream it? Did it happen? No, it was too real. Like, it happened. And I just, I laid back and I just started laughing. And I'm like, oh, you got me. That was a good one. You got me good. That scared the crap out of me. Now, get out of my house. Yeah. You know, and, but I mean, we've seen some just insane things. You know, we've had to go to people's houses and it's like, how do you live with this? You know, how do you live? This is 24-7. Things are happening in this house, you know, and we try to cleanse it. And, and you know, one investigation we were on, uh, we went there. Yeah, we we're using our equipment. We we're picking up some anomalous energies, you know, in the house, you know, electrical type energies where there's no wires. You know, there's just nothing would cause that. And we're like, All right, you know, there's something happening here. And, you know, we kind of tell them how to deal with it. We do a quick cleanse of the house, you know, thinking that's going to be it. Couple months later, they're like, you know, it's still going on. So we go back out there. Second time I'm out there at this house, I'm actually seeing this stuff. And you know, the the lady said that there's a little kid that's in the house, and her son tends to play with the child. Mm -hmm. And you know, she's only got one kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, so while I was there, she actually saw the kid with her son in in his crib, in his bed. And of course, it you know scared her pretty bad. And I heard the kid laugh. You know, I did hear it. I was seeing the shadows moving around, and I was like, yeah, it's, it's legit. You know, your claims are legit. You know, so we're still working on that case. You know, we're still trying to figure out exactly how to deal with whatever. There's layers, mm -hmm. layers of things going on there. So it's like you got to take care of one thing, then you got to take care of another thing, and it just continues. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's probably the land that's causing it. Wow. So, yeah, we've, we've witnessed just crazy things. Growls. Yeah, you know, you're standing there. And something growls right next to you, you can pinpoint it. You know mm -hmm. exactly that it was arm's length and it was this tall, you know, three feet tall. Mm -hmm. You know where it was. And uh, as a matter of fact, I actually recorded one standing there with my tape recorder, very carefully, not moving my hand, 
It was sitting flat on my hand and I was listening and a growl happened right next to me. Other people that were standing, because I was far away from the rest of the group and I didn't say anything, but then somebody else, and they said, did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear that growl? And I was like, yeah, that was next to me, dude. It was next to me. And then, so I went back and listened to the audio and it didn't sound like a growl anymore. It sounded like, I don't know what I imagine Aramaic sounds like, like a Arabic, you know, some sort of weird language that I don't know what it was, Mm -hmm. but it did not sound like a growl at that point. So that's wild. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the day when something picks me up and throws me across the room. I will be like, did anybody get that on video? That was cool. Yeah. (laughs) I'm keeping my fingers crossed for that one. That'd be awesome. Even if I get hurt, that'll be just the best. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there was there was one time I was stationed at uh, Nellis Air Force Base in Las Vegas, and uh, I don't know how long it had been after I came back from Iraq, but I remember being asleep and I had a dream. We had like this big window uh, right in front of our bed, and uh, well, I was dreaming I saw that and like this big shadow come into the the window, and it scared me. And I woke up, and then my daughter started crying. I was like, "That's weird," and like the next morning, my son's like telling me about a shadow bear that he's been seeing and i was like oh, no kidding what the what yeah is going on here yeah so yeah it's it's pretty weird that's it's cool you said you were in the air force you know i was in the air force i spent i was 10 years in the air force oh. so i was one of those buck sergeants oh so, nice. yeah back then yeah yeah way back then i mean i was stationed in hawaii and, and also uh uh mccord up in seattle i got the best the best places i did training was, up in mccord yeah, beautiful place it is gorgeous beautiful place there's stuff going on up there. You know, I will tell you, honestly, um, almost every military base or post, they've got some crazy activity. And I don't know if it's because uh, I was stationed when I was stationed in Hawaii um, back in I was at Hickam. And when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, um, people were killed in my building. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in a hangar and uh, they attacked uh, Hickam Field, it was called. And they there's like shrapnel holes in the walls and stuff like that. I actually found a bullet laying in the ground, you know, when I was doing yard work, like, like all Air Force people do, yeah. and Army and Marine. <laughs> uh, but uh, doing yard work out there in front of the building, I found a bullet, you know, so I was like, oh, that's so cool. Um, but I'd work midnight shift by myself in that building. And you could hear, uh, that's water, guys. Just some, <laughs> Somebody's taking a bath or something. Um, <laughs> but you could hear people walking around. You could hear them talking. You can hear them humming, singing, whistling. Uh, it's like there was, you know, probably 10, 15 people in the building. You know, this is two o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. midnight, you know, somewhere around that time, just in the middle of nothing, you know, and I'm the only person in the building. And it didn't freak me out. The ghost shows had not come out yet, but somebody had said, oh, the place is haunted. I was like, yeah, whatever. But then I'm hearing this and it's got confusing. I'm like, who is that? Like, there's got to be somebody in here with me. But I was in this little office area. And the window that I was standing at, and I was kind of looking out, and I was writing some notes on some stuff, and I was kind of like trying to think of what to do right next. And I'm looking out the window, and we have this door, big metal door, like double doors, and I hear it open and close. And it made a very unique sound. It's the only door like that in the building. I hear it open and close, but I was looking at it, and it didn't move. And I was like, oh, these are just echoes, like echoes from time. Um, now we call it residual. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a word for it now. Uh, but uh, it didn't freak me out. I just accepted it. I knew I wasn't alone, you know, for the most part. But I knew that um, uh, nothing's going to hurt me there. You know, there's nothing bad there. You know, but I wasn't into this stuff. I just had, you know, uh, no knowledge of it or anything. It's just kind of something that happens. You know, I think that's that's how older people in general back then uh, used to handle weird stuff. Even going way back to the Roman days. Oh, there's a ghost in that building, mm-hmm. you know, and um, they would just say, well, there's a ghost, you know, I mean, that goes back thousands of years, you know, mm-hmm. and now we we're able to capture evidence and we're at, at able to prove the existence of things like that, even though it's not a scientific method. So it doesn't exist until it's scientific method, mm-hmm. which is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. But I think now when we capture the evidence of it, we're like, that is something. And there it is, you know, you can see it or you can hear it or whatever. It's there. And now that scares people, you know, because now it's real. It's not their imagination. Mm -hmm. A lot of people can kind of explain it away, you know, 
So I think that's how the older generations kind of handled that sort of thing. Because, okay. you know, like, like grandma is like, yeah, there's a ghost, but it doesn't exist. You know, <laughs> she's like, you know, you know, and we've tried to get into places before and they're like, well, it's not haunted. And the ghosts that are here are friendly. Like, well, which is it? <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people don't want to accept the fact that they exist. So we're getting closer to proving it, mm -hmm. you know, but anything online can be just said, oh, it's Photoshopped or, right. you know, it's CGI. It's hard to prove. You got to actually do it, you know. So everybody that actually has a really good, solid um, paranormal event happen to them, then they start believing it's real. You know, until then, they're just like, well, it's all fake. Yeah, you know, it doesn't exist. I've had people like that come on the tour. As a matter of fact, we had one guy. Uh, one of my guys was stationed at, at Blitz, and uh, one of his coworkers uh, came on the tour. And he says, I don't believe in this shit, but I'm coming here to help out my friend. I said, well, okay, just don't be disruptive. Don't ruin it for anybody else. And just enjoy, mm -hmm. you know. And then so we heard footsteps upstairs. This is, again, at the, at the DeSoto years ago, probably, oh, eight or nine years ago. Okay. Heard footsteps up, up there. There's nobody up there. Now, we have control over the first floor and the basement at the time. Everybody else lived second floor and up. And so we hear footsteps. And so uh, one of my, or one of the uh, investigators slash tour guides grabbed a couple people, said, come with me so you can witness. There's nobody up there. They went up there. You could hear them walking around. It, the footsteps sounded different. They had more weight to them. Yeah. And they, we could hear them. Meanwhile, this guy that said he didn't believe in this stuff takes off into another room. And he comes running back in the room, and he's mad. And he goes, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to kick your ass. We're like, why? If you're messing with me, I'm going to kick your ass. We're like, dude, what did you see? And he said, I saw that other guy, the one that's making all the noise. I said, well, first of all, the noise is coming from either upstairs or inside this room with us, not out there. Come here, let, let, okay, everybody, let's go in there. Show me what you saw. He saw a guy uh, when he went into that other room. He saw a guy turn around like he was in the opposite end of the room, standing there, turn around and walk into this other room we can't go into because it had IR sensors and was set off an alarm. Right. And he couldn't accept. Uh, and I told him, I said, you saw a ghost. And he could not accept the fact that he saw what he saw. He couldn't wrap his brain around it. Talked to my buddy late, later on. I said, how's your friend dealing with that? He goes, he still can't. He can't accept it. He said he doesn't believe in it. And he saw it and he doesn't believe it. You know, so... To him, he had a, like a hallucination or something, <laughs> you know. Okay. But that's crazy. I mean, it's common in that place. You yeah. Know? Every once in a while, you're going to see a full body apparition. It looks just like a regular human being. Mm. I mean, I've actually seen that. I saw it in a 7-Eleven near my house. I walk in. There's a tall, older gentleman. He's kind of gray. He doesn't look healthy. You know, his skin's kind of grayish, you know. And he's just kind of like almost in a daze walking down the aisle. And I walk by him. I say, hey, how you doing? He ignores me and then I grab my beer or whatever I was buying and I walk back up to the front and I look around and that guy hadn't left. He wasn't in line, but he wasn't in there. And I was like, I, that's, that's weird. Cause he was solid, like a regular living human being, albeit he was sick looking. Mm -hmm. And so a couple days later I come back and I talked to the guy that at the counter, I said, Hey, is this place haunted. It's a seven 11. So is this building haunted? And he goes, yeah. We do see some things here sometimes. I said, do you ever see a tall, older gentleman, kind of skinny? He goes, yeah, we do. He said, You'll, uh, they'll be stacking beer in the back, you know, putting the, the sodas and stuff like that in the, in the refrigerator from the back. And they'll see somebody walk by and they'll see him. You know, he's like in the front of the building. They could see him. You know, they could see that he's an older gentleman, tall, skinny. And they're like, wow, that was weird because we didn't hear the little, little alarm ding when he walked in. So they'll go back out there and he's nowhere He's not there, you know? So I was like, well, I saw him, you know, I did see him. I, I mean, looked like a regular living human being. So it's kind of weird. It's, it's, it's like, well, <laughs> the people walking down the street, who's real and who's not, yeah. you know? Uh, I mean, I don't see things. I'm not psychic, you know? I can pick up on energies just because I'm familiar with that. Mm. But I don't, I don't see dead people, you know? And, you know, to see somebody that solid that looks like a real person just blew my mind. That was the first time that happened to me. That's crazy.
Yeah, I found in like my first apartment I had, there was like it just felt like a little kid, and like when I like finally realized it was there when I wouldn't acknowledge him, I'd find like stuff would be knocked over or he'd like push something off of my couch when I wasn't home. So uh, before I'd leave, I'd say, all right, I'm leaving. And when I'd come home, I'd say, hey, I'm here. And like, I found that he just like, seemed like he was like, all right, you acknowledge me. But if I didn't acknowledge him, like he took that personally. No, that's actually a very common thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you acknowledge him, they kind of quiet down. Hmm. But at the same time, being possibly a little kid, they're being brats. They're being bad. Yeah. It's like, stop making a mess. Quit it. I'm going to make you leave. You know? You know? Me, I'm like, you know, hey, uh, leave some beer in the fridge if you're going to stay here. <laughs> Clean the house. Do the dishes. You know, something. Do something. That was another problem he had. Yeah. <laughs> he had a bad roommate. <laughs> yeah, a living one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, guys at home, uh, I know you guys are kind of watching that area. Yeah. Like <laughs> kind of behind me. Yeah, I'm feeling the energy, too. Bit. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'm seeing something out of the corner of my eye still, you know, so it's, it hasn't picked up, but it's still going. It's kind of crazy. This, this place is nuts. You know, I, I honestly think it's going to be better than the DeSoto. Mm-hmm. So this building was built in 1902, mm-hmm. so it's 120 years old. And inside this building, uh, I had a friend that was a police officer, and he had to come here. Uh, the building was empty, and an alarm was going off, so he had to come in, and he heard upstairs i think it was on the second floor he heard you know footsteps you know like running so he went up there and the way the building's built there's a lot of corners you know it's like a u-shape and so he went up and just then these two little kids come running around the corner towards him and they just slammed on the brakes like "Uh uh-oh busted and he says hey get over here you can't be in here get over here and they turn around and they ran away ran around the corner and so he chased them around the corner. When he got around the corner, they were gone, and there was nowhere for them to go. You know, all the, you know, if there, I, I can't remember what part of the building, but he said there was no exit. Hmm. There was no way the kids could get out. Then it dawned on him that these kids were not dressed like modern kids with T-shirts and, you know, shorts or jeans. These kids were dressed like they came out of an Old West movie. Uh, they had the short pants like the kids used to wear, hmm. sus- suspenders. They had the flop hats, those big, uh, like, I don't even know how to describe them, like a floppy uh, uh, like ball cap. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that's when it dawned on me. These kids were from like 1905. Uh, and we do, a couple of my uh, investigators, both of them have seen what we think are two separate little boys down here, probably about 10 or 11 years old. One, you, he's not wearing a jacket. He's got suspenders on and short pants. And the other one wearing a brown jacket. Mm-hmm. And so... They have seen him. I know one of my investigators, she came around the corner and she goes, uh, Leon, uh, I just saw a little kid. And I said, what do you look like? She told me what he looked like. And I was like, yeah, he's been seen here, you know, several times. So yeah, you saw, she's kind of in shock. So I knew it was for real. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I trust, trust my team definitely to tell me the truth and what was, you know, because if they see something, they're not sure. I'll be like, uh, yeah, I'm not real sure, but I think I saw but she was like, I saw this little kid. She was sure. You know, so I believe her. You know, can't have a paranormal team if you don't trust the rest of your team. Right. Um, do you have any advice for people that go out looking at different places? Or do oh, you recommend yeah. that they not go by themselves? Is it? Yeah, so uh, the only safe way, to, you don't want to do it dangerously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, asbestos and, and, and falling through the floor or breaking your leg in a building and not being able to get out. That's obvious. Right. Uh, what I'm talking about is the stuff that's not so obvious, the stuff people who are experienced like, like myself and my team, the things that we have run up against, the things that we have run into can be very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. And it may not, you may just get a scratch, you know, oh, that's really cool. But if you're in that building alone, it may not let you leave. Uh, it may hurt you and in, in ways you can't understand. And you know, causing, if it's bad enough, it will cause problems for your family. It would cause, you know, things to happen to you nonstop. Bad mm-hmm. luck, bad luck, bad luck. Car breaks down. You're always somehow running late for everything. Lose your job. Just things that you can't control. Um, so that's one of the dangers you run into. And it's, it's, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, just to all of a sudden be a bad luck cursed person. And that's kind of the way it is. It just sucks. So you don't want to do it 
alone like that. Okay. Um, of course, you don't want to trespass because right. that's just stupid. You know, the, the wrong person finds out you're going to be behind bars for a while and you're going to have a, a police report, you know, so um, you're going to have a record. You know, you don't want any of that to happen. So the best way to, if you want to investigate a place, mm -hmm. uh, go with people who are experienced. You got to find them. There's teams, there's several teams here in town, several smaller teams, some a couple, a little bit larger. Uh, they have the experience. They know how to protect themselves. They know how to protect you. They know how to drag you out of a place if you can't think. Mm -hmm. And that does happen. We call it being zapped. Sometimes you will just, you'll lose it. You don't even remember what happened. And, you know, if, if you got your team there, they can say something's wrong with him. Let's get him out of the building. It's happened to my team. It's happened to me. Um, so you don't want to go alone. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's bad. It's really bad. I know people that do, and it's just, it's a stupid thing. You know, one time, that's all it takes to, to run into something very, very bad, uh, very negative. You know, there are demons out there. Uh, they don't really give a crap about, uh, about people, the living, but if you piss them off, they're going to ruin you. You know, just the smallest thing, they will ruin you. So you don't want to go alone. Uh, if you want to start doing it, yeah, buy some equipment, you know, get the, get the K2s, you know, get an SB7. I, I don't recommend the SB7 or the, the spirit boxes to start communicating, especially like in your house, okay. because it's one thing to think your house is haunted. It's another thing to know it's haunted when you're trying to take a shower, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or trying yeah. to sleep. So don't do it in your house because sometimes it will draw things in. Um, but get with a team uh, of, of experienced people, learn from them. Uh, then you'll be able to start buying the right equipment that'll actually work. And then you can learn how to do it correctly and respectably, respectfully. Um, but yeah, it's a really bad thing to just break into a place and, and think you're going to get a bunch of hits on YouTube. Right. You know, like some clowns do here in town. And basically all that's going to do is going to get the attention of the police and they're going to start looking for you. And uh, so it's not going to end up well for you. So, yeah, like I did, I really wanted to get into it. I went on the tour. Uh, I mean, I got some, I got a few people that go on my tour a lot. And uh, that's how we joined. That's how I joined. Go on the tour a lot. See if you uh, vibe with the rest of the group. See right. if you guys get along. Like me and my team, we're all good friends. You know, so we every once in a while we'll get somebody that tries to join. They'll they'll show up for a little while and we're like, we don't like that guy. He doesn't like us. Why is he even here? <laughs> you know? And then they leave. You know, it's just a waste of their time, waste of our time. So you gotta find a group that fits you and you fit them. And then you'll be able to learn from this these people and um, you know, learn how to be a skeptic. You know, not go into a place always looking for a demon. Right. You know, go in there to find out why they think it's haunted mm -hmm. and try to help this family as opposed to scare the crap out of them because yeah. they got to live there. Right. You know, so anyway, yeah, the best way to get into it is to, you know, don't pay attention too much to the TV shows. You can learn some techniques on there, but don't believe all that crap that comes out. Um, and just find a team. Okay. And, and you know, Go on my tour. Learn a little bit about it. Uh, we had a, a, a guest. Um, she's standing right where we're standing right now. She ended up getting scratched pretty bad right here. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's no way she could have done it. It, it, it. it did not appear like any human being had done that. They couldn't have. And um, so as we're leaving, she said that she always wanted to be a paranormal investigator she wanted she was interested in it she thought it was cool she couldn't wait to come on the tour and, and witness some things so she kind of learned from it and she goes after this i don't think i want to do it because it kind of scared her yeah. it can be dangerous it can be very dangerous in ways you can't even imagine you know so you have to be very careful you definitely can't go alone okay uh, um i think, that's it, right? I think yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah, I would love to sign up for one of your tours. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And uh, maybe have another interview later on, if that's fine with you. Yeah. Uh, come out on Friday. So you guys just show up. I don't know what I'm so, I don't know my schedule for Friday, but yeah. I'll try. We do. Okay, so we do our tours every Friday, almost every Friday. Okay. So if I have to go out of town, which I'm retired, I like to travel. So, yeah. <laughs> so yes. Uh, finally, um, but uh, so sometimes I can't do the tour on Friday, 
but my team will do a lockdown. Mm. And what that is, you pay 20 bucks, you come to this place, it's usually smaller groups, and you, it's a lockdown. You stay, you don't do the history tour, you don't do the walk, anything like that. You just do the paranormal investigation. And that's when my team actually, in uh, they try new things. Uh, they experiment with different things. Mm. And they try to find uh, a new technique that we haven't thought of, um, that I haven't thought of, to try to use during the tours. You know, we kind of adopt, if it works really good, well, hey, we're going to adopt that. We're going to do that. But that's a really great way to get, like, completely immersed. Hey, look, it's one thing to watch a TV show and be able to pause it. Mm -hmm. And it's a completely different thing to be standing there and something grabs you. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, it could happen while you're watching TV, depending on your house. Right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so every Friday we do the tour, 15 bucks, uh, plus tax, of course. Yeah. Buy the tickets through our, our Facebook page, uh, our website also, which is, I will warn you about the website. I don't maintain it. Okay. <laughs> so, but the, the, the links are there. It says to meet in front of the DeSoto, but when you buy the tickets, it tells you where to really meet. Uh, we try not to sell tickets at the door mm -hmm. uh, simply because uh, we're limited on the space. Yeah. So we cap out at about 30. Okay. And um, because you can see 30 people in, in a room this size gets kind of crowded and oh, you start yeah. missing yeah. a lot of evidence. But um, yeah, we do it almost every Friday. Some Saturdays we do lockdowns, you know, so that's what we do. Uh, this place is, we're going to keep doing this place as long as they let us okay. because this place is getting better and better. I told Mr. Howard, the owner, uh, I said, you let me do the tours and I'll make your business, your building famous if it's haunted. And, you know, that's not, I'm not being like, uh, I don't know, a movie star or anything like that. No. I'm just saying that people love haunted places. Mm -hmm. And once they find out the, the possibility in this building, because as soon as I walked in, I could feel it. I knew that this building was going to be good. And I told him, I said, just get some rooms ready upstairs. Have some rooms set up so people can actually rent the room for the night, have an experience up there. I said, you're going to have people calling you. I said, it's going to take a while, but, you know, the word's going to get out there, uh, how good this place is. And, and luckily, they have good security here and stuff like that. So people can't just break in and like they did in the Soto. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, for you guys, yeah, you just uh, if you're available on Friday or let me know on the next Friday, man, just... You know, tell me you're going to be there. Show up. Absolutely. So, yeah, I like I like I like showing showing off the haunted stuff. And as a side note, um, I have to charge people. Yeah. I would love to do it for free, but I got bills I got to pay, and I got a lot of batteries I got to buy. Free time. <laughs> you know. So so you know, for the people listening at home, they're like, well, why don't you do it for free? I'm like, well, I can't. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I pay. You know, I pay. Um, and, uh, but I would love to do it for free, you know, cause I don't do this for money. I, I do it because it is just the most interesting thing I could ever think of doing, you know? Uh, and I will tell you that there are a lot of tours like ghost tours and they just walk around and they tell you stuff. Oh, if you look in that window, sometimes you'll see a woman in white, probably BS. But you know, with my tour, if I tell you a ghost story, it either happened to us or it is documented mm -hmm. that it happened, you know? So that's how I run it. Um, so we're, we're a lot different than most tours. <laughs> okay. So, yes. Right. Thank you, Leon, for having us. Uh, yeah. uh, thanks for having me. Uh, well, you heard it here, folks. We're super scared. But, uh, uh, what is it? I don't even know. Thanks for listening, for listening, Nerdalorians. Um, we're going to bring you a lot more of this creepy content throughout the next couple of months and thanks for listening yes. uh thank you audio disconnect for our music find us on facebook and instagram and find ghost tours el paso ghost tours. el paso ghost tours on facebook and their website like you said uh keep always keep that high ground and always never to be a man bye guys i pledge myself to your teachings
We have a job to do, Anakin. Try not to upset him.